idea yeah i think since i'm very i'm very pale with the light on yeah but, but you trimmed my head up so i look more clean mm -hmm. so i feel like very nice. i'm not gonna wear a hat since i look cleaned up but i was wondering since the meal the we're discussing a really weird fucking movie for yeah. animation overdose part of our animation overdose mm -hmm. that i thought maybe i would try to oh no do this session for as long as possible Oh! Wearing my possum mask. Can you fix it so your nose doesn't sound like that? My nose doesn't sound like that. Oh, you just sound nasal. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 Can yeah, you yeah, see? Yeah. I just feel like it's too low on your face. Um, it's creepy. Yeah. It is creepy. That's kind of what it was meant for. I mean, I just like possums. Yeah. But I have to enunciate my jaw. To make the mouth move, like if I just talk regular, it just wiggles a little bit. Yeah. It's but, noticeable. But it's still pretty good. But yeah, this is my mask. I mean, since Paul Tippett, a special effects artur. Uh-huh. Maybe I got like a, like I got my, we got our own special effects we can do totally. here. Totally. Our own weird, creepy Thing that we can't explain. I don't know where it is, but we also have a skeleton face that's jaw moves, and I would totally wear that, but I don't know where it is. Well, if only we thought to do that. I know. Before. Maybe I'll wear a mask next time. But I think, you know, Halloween's going to come around at some point. Oh, yeah. We have a lot at of masks, and we're going, to, we're going to use those masks. Mm-hmm. This, this mask is dope, though, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it should be what we paid for it. <laughs> We won't say, but you see it. it. This ain't cheap. This ain't a party city. Yeah. All right? I can't see your eyes. You don't need to. Okay. Just look in the hollow blankness where my eyes should be. Okay. Uh, Hey, tell me, do you like the Bible? Um, Not a fan. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, really. You hate, you, no. Oh my God, you can't put those on your... <laughs> I'm gonna read. I'm gonna that read. looks great. <laughs> oh, this is hard. Do you need me to read something? <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm gonna move the mask up just to read something, because I'm gonna have to read. Okay. All right. I that looks pretty fucked up too. Just as a hat. <laughs> and if ye will not for all this hearken unto me, but walk contrary unto me, then I will walk contrary unto you 
also in fury. And I, even I, will chastise you seven times for your sins. And ye shall eat the flesh of your sons, and the flesh of your daughters shall ye eat. Cannibalism. And I will destroy, that's correct. Mm-hmm. And I will destroy your high places, and cut down your images, and cast your carcasses upon the carcasses of your idols. Mm. And my soul shall abhor you, and I will make your cities waste, and bring your sanctuaries unto desolation. And I will not smell the savor of your sweet odors and I will bring the land into desolation and your enemies which dwell therein shall be astonished at it and I will scatter you among the heathen and will draw out a sword after you and your land shall be desolate and your cities wastes I'm actually really glad that you read that whole thing after we watched this movie that was the King James version. Okay. Well, because they had a version of this at the beginning. Big Jimmy. Of the movie. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't, like, know that Bible verse or anything, so I didn't specifically remember it. But especially the first part of that, as you were reading it, like, you can make direct ties to images in this film. That is correct. <laughs> Hey, there was a point. There was a point to it. There was almost a direct fucking tie in the movie itself. It was great. In that it opened up the movie. Now, we're discussing, and we're going to do the best we can here. Yeah. And uh, Paul Tippett's, it's a combination of stop motion. Mm. Paul Tippett, special effects guy, going back decades. He's worked on Jurassic Park. He's worked on... The OG Star Wars. He's worked on uh, RoboCop. Shit like that. You name it. Mm-hmm. He probably came in and did some special effects for it. Mm-hmm. The man's uh, a legend in the business. Yes. And this this movie we're discussing, Mad God, mm-hmm. appears to be like his magnum opus. Something he has been working on for decades. Yeah. And... And like we said, it's a combination stop. It's very, this is honestly one of the. You creep- haven't finished saying that sentence yet. <laughs> we haven't. This is one of the creepiest, darkest movies. It's a combination of stop seen. motion and live action. Yeah. And I think also some animation. No? Stop motion is. It all is, stop? Well, yeah. Stop motion is animation. But it's not drawing or mm, I don't know. I'm not sure how much drawing generated. was done. Okay. But uh, quite the movie. Legitimately scary. Yes. Legitimately disturbing. Yes. Legitimately creepy. Gross. Are all stop motion animation guys like this? Maybe. Was uh, What's that guy who did Clash of the Titans, Ray Harryhausen? Mm. Are they all secretly creepy? You know, this looks like, and I thought, like, have you ever seen the Tool videos, the band Tool? Not really. From, like, uh, all their videos... And I was like, because I don't know that much about Tool. Yeah. But I remember their videos and I was like, did Paul Tippett direct all those Tool videos? Because it kind of has a stop motion shit. Yeah. But um, Adam Jones is the guy, the art director for Tool. Okay. And also their guitarist. He actually does all the videos. Okay. But Adam Jones also has a background 
in special effects and working in the movies. Got it. He also worked on Jurassic Park. Mm. So I'm There's sure... influences in there. I'm sure Adam and Paul know each other quite well. Yeah. You know who I thought of, and, and again, don't, don't get mad, but I'm not going to be able to think of this guy's name right away, but I'll just tell you that... George Washington. No. He, uh, Monty Python, um, Timekeepers... Didn't, uh, oh, uh, time, Terry Gilliam. It gave me, like, a Terry Gilliam feel. Um. At the start, maybe? But way darker. I mean, Terry Gilliam can get kind of dark. Maybe it was the dark steampunkiness of it. Maybe. I don't know, but I did think of him. I thought of the Tool videos. Well, I don't have that as a That's what I saw. You should watch one. Okay. Go watch Prison Sex or mm. Fist My Ass or whatever those songs are called. Uh, Bleed in My Wound. Mm. Whatever. I'm mm-hmm. just I'm just trying to come up with Tool songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, come Bucket Jizz Cunt. Honestly, I Stuff don't. Like that. I don't even know if you're wrong on any of these. I don't, I don't think I'm know. wrong. I'm pretty sure Come Bucket Jizz Cunt mm. is probably a Tool song, at least an early one. Mm. Uh. uh Covered in shit and licking it off. You know, cool. that's a okay. pretty good... Well, that actually um, could could be the title of a scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. This, yeah. Um, I mean, a guy wearing a possum mask has got to know a little bit about the band tool. Sure. So I'm, I'm there. Totally. But this film, yeah. Mad God... Mad God. ...was disturbing. Mm-hmm. Basically, we start, and there is a man being lowered from the heavens. From the heavens down through into the ground. But before that, he has to go past like these like sentries or lookouts or whatever, trying to like keep people from in there. I guess they try to shoot him, but they don't. Yeah. And then. I'm interested in how you're going to break this down. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna, yeah, I was going to do it kind of a quick, and then we could talk about specific gross things. Um, or I'll just keep going. So, yeah, he goes down through, and you kind of see him pass through these different areas. Like he passes through one area that it's like a bunch of uh, bones and stuff, and then he passes through this area where it's a bunch of uh, like statues and things, which you know could be like false idols. Um, and then even in that part that you read about, like I'll bury your bones on top of your false gods or whatever the fuck that bible said it kind of was like that like he was kind of going down and then he um i can't remember everything because there's a lot of stuff but then there's kind of this like shell image that you get yeah he goes down the conch yes conch thank you um he goes down past that and he kind of lands and it's almost like he's in a city but like a really fucked up city like he's seeing different people and he's like hiding around corners and stuff kind of like getting lay land he's looking at this map every time he opens this map like pieces of this map fall um and he's going somewhere obviously he's like Mm. on a mission and so he's kind of like avoiding these people and within that you're seeing all these like fucked up scenes of like people torturing each other eating each other it looks like hell it does it does but it's but you're sort of like You're like, oh, this is terrible, but you don't know yet what else you're going to see. So, like, this isn't even that bad. Like, it's just, like, a bad city, right, where people are being shitty to each other, murdering and stuff. There's one part, there's one part where the, 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 I guess, protagonist Mm, walks by giant people getting electrocuted and they're shitting. Oops, sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh, I wasn't at that part yet. 
But yes. Is there really a linear narrative that we're going to go beat by beat here? No, no, no. Anyway, so they're shitting in there and it's coming, dripping down below ground because he keeps going lower and lower. Yeah. And it drips in the mouth of this giant creature. Yeah. That is then like shitting it, <laughs> what he's consuming, into something that's making these like. It almost looks like these expanding and contrasting like balloons that are like sucking up this shit and then squeezing it out the bottom the only thing i was going to mention before this was that he stepped on little tiny people and then yeah. he was a tiny person they were like gnomes also one of the coolest scenes that the, 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 i thought listen whatever not coolest i just loved it was when he's looking up at like the apartment building yeah. before he gets down into the shit oh yeah and he's seeing all these people doing these different things and there's like this one image of like this man stabbing this woman and we always watch movies with this subtitles on or captions on um, but it actually, there's like almost no voc- like words in this movie no pro- at all. Very there's like few. two, like, oh few. no at the end. But, um, but the words are like woman, it was something like woman shrieks and moans, but it sounded like weirdly sexual. Yeah. She's being, she stabbed, was being stabbed, but it, she sounds like she's enjoying yeah, it. Yeah. It was interesting. So you're like, is she dying? Or are they playing? I don't know. Uh, or is it, you know, torture, hell torture, whatever. But, um, but yeah, the shit. And so then they're shitting, it's being sucked in and turned into, it goes through like a big machine, like a bunch of different things happen to it. And then you see it filtering down into these like people molds. And basically, they're, shit they're making shit golems. Shit golems. Yeah. That they're just making do shit menial golems. work and stuff. And yeah, they're doing everything. Some of them appear to be like just walking themselves to other places to fall in to like fuel whatever, because like shit is fuel, right? And. Other ones of them are, like, cleaning up. But they're also, like, dying left and right because they mean nothing because they're shit people. So it's like, you're just a shit person, so we can run over you if we want to. It was insane. You're just a shit person. You're just a shit person. You're meaningless, you fuel. (laughs) Well, then he finally gets to this part. There's a bunch of monsters everywhere. There's, like, crazy shit all over the place. Yeah, they all have, like, big honkers or giant dicks. There are, like, some really scary anatomy mm-hmm. situations happening. Yeah. yeah. And weird sores on everybody's body and like growths and things. Um and then um and then he gets to this trap door. So this is kind of he gets to this trap door and one of those like shit people is gonna get him. Yeah. But instead of the shit person like catching up to him, a monster comes and eats the shit person. And so he goes down this very, very long stairwell and he finds like all of these suitcases in piles. And we obviously don't know what this is. I truly was like, why are there fuck ton of suitcases down here? And he opens up his suitcase. It's a bomb. And it's a bomb. And he sets the bomb. And as soon as he sets the bomb, he gets snatched. And then then the bomb doesn't go off. It it gets stuck. And it shows that there has been multiple of these things keep coming down. They're being sent down. Hundreds of thousands of these. So dude gets kidnapped. So yeah, it's just like. Mountains of suitcases of bombs. Yeah, like you just realized that mountains of these men have been down here. Trying to blow all this shit up. That's kind of why originally I was like, okay, they're going through hell. Because what else could you call this? And I was like, is this dude an angel? Like, I honestly had that thought. Did you think that already at this point? Because I didn't think that until... I did have that thought. Oh, okay. Because we do eventually meet, like, the what I'm calling the God character. But um, but before that, this man basically goes into, like, a theater space. And there's these people in the audience. 
and he's basically being killed and all of his clothes are being taken off and it's like it's a performance but you see it all in like shadow like he's on the other side of a curtain and so that's kind of fucked up but then these actual real people come in and start doing like surgery on this body and when they cut it open the body so fucking cool the body is the the thing that came down to blow yes it's this angel man who came down to blow that's our interpretation our interpretation so yeah so but they've captured him and now they've performed this like um, ritual undressing of him in front of a stage audience. And then they do this, like, they cut his chest open. Also, he's got an eye watching the entire time, which yeah. is really fucked up. Um, so they cut his chest open and they start pulling, just th- this was the grossest part, but it looked like strawberry jelly against the walls, but, like, they were yeah, just yeah. throwing blood and throwing guts. And then they start pulling out, like, coins. And jewels. And jewels and, like, pages of paper and, like, all kinds of shit. And it's, like, mixed in with guts. And then a baby creature. Yeah. It sounds like a human baby, but it looks like a, a grub with eyes. We get a lot of audio, like, of, of certain <gasps> oh, yeah. creatures. Well, we get a lot of, they either, a lot of these things either sound like babies mm-hmm. or like apes, like screaming chimpanzees. That's true. A lot of, a lot of the characters do. It's very, very animalistic sounds. And then, yeah, there's one part actually before... Before this, when it's just showing us all the shit people and the jobs that they do, there is, like, they all kind of stop at one point because the audio of a baby laughing starts, and they have it on big screens, like these pictures of this, like, mouth of a baby, which looked horrifying as well. Yeah. Because the disconnect of that that mouth was making those noises was really kind of fucked up. So they take off the screaming baby thing. Yeah, this live woman is carrying this screaming baby. And, And then they plug a tube into the thing's head. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, it's almost like it's seeing what it's thinking or where it's from. And then we go cut to a guy, like an actual actor. And the actor is Alex Cox. He looks familiar to me. Why do I know his face? He's a writer, actor, and director. He directed the movies Repo Man. Okay. And Sid and Nancy. Okay. And he also wrote uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Okay. Like he's a guy that's been on the scene. Okay. And he's just kind of like a cult director. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but that is Alex Cox. He reminded me of the guy from City of Lost Children. Yeah. You know? You notice? And and he had long toenails and fingernails. And long fingernails, yeah. But it's revealed that this is the guy that keeps sending these things down to go blow everything up. Yeah, yeah, that took me a second. And he's wearing, like, a yarmulke as well. Well, he gets dressed. He, like, goes and dresses because, because... He's getting ready to put another person down the hole, I guess. So he's, like, preparing for that. Because, yeah. It's like a ritual. He, like, sees what they see when they put the thing in his head. So it's almost like he's tapping into their, like, television frequency, whatever they're watching. He sees it. And he's like, okay, the guy's dead. So I got to send somebody new. So, he yeah, he puts on this yarmulke and these pearls and this, like, red long, like, gown thing. And he has his really long, very unnatural-looking fingernails. Mm-hmm. Um. You and notice, yeah, he... You notice how clean his fingernails were? Well, that's what I was saying is, like, his fingernails were taking me... He was very clean, so that's fine. Not but really. But they were shiny. Everything was dirty except his fingernail. Oh, I didn't think he was dirty. His clothes were clean. His face kind of looked like it had some oh, dirt on it. I didn't think that. Okay. I mean, he's probably as clean as you could be in this realm. Well, maybe his fingernails are the only thing he cares about, so he polishes them. I think he polishes and takes time on those fingernails. So he sends man number two down, and he seems to land in, like, a different place. Yeah, he he 
takes like a war zone. Mm-hmm. And he, he starts off stealing like a motorized bike and then mm-hmm. he steals a Jeep. And then it's, it's also much more obvious that he's carrying a briefcase. I don't even think I noticed the briefcase with the first uh, I guy. I did. I did. I didn't. But like, but the second guy is going through just war zones mm-hmm. and mul- mushroom clouds are going off, and like he, and then he ends up finding his way mm-hmm. into this square realm that's going deep down into the earth. Yeah, that was that actually was horrifying to me. Yeah. Just the idea of riding a motorcycle down this forever going square. Because every time he rounded the corner, the wheels would come off the edge. Like, I don't know. They just, this movie was really good at tension. Yes. It made me uncomfortable most of the time. And when you had the live action actors come in, Mm. there were were times where it was hard to tell what was stop motion and what was live action. Yeah. Because there was a certain moments that the the that the guy and ta- protagonist, yeah. for lack of a better word, yeah, like when he would flip a switch and it'd be like, was that a human hand or was that a stop motion hand? Right, because there were get, times I thought it was human, and then he would move weirdly, and I didn't know. And then you get to the surgeons, which are actors, but this everything is like herky jerky, like it would be in stop motion when you know that they are actual actors portraying those roles. Yep. Yep. And there aren't many actors in here, but there are some. And yeah. the baby is given off to this like phantom-like character that kind of looks like the characters that we're following, but more of like a, it's wearing a plague mask and yeah. it's got like an old helmet. It's like a plague doctor, but also like it's floating. It's almost like a wraith or something. Is that what that word is? Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, it doesn't have feet. Like it floats down with this baby. So you see, so like he gets the baby. And then you see this, like, little man torturing people. He's got all these growths on the side of his face, and he's, like, torturing these two guys. It's a lot of like, torture in this e- movie. Yeah, electrocuting them and stuff. Yeah. And then, um, and then he's fucking with something else. But then he goes into this, like, lab, and he's, like, cleaning the lab. And I actually kind of thought that part was neat, and I don't... I don't know. I don't know why I like that part, but I like the details. Like, it gets really... You're hot under that mask. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a hot mask. It gets, uh, it gets really... I just... I love the little details like that. Like, when he's wiping off the clocks and whatever. Um, and Let so me, he click... Stopping on little details. Yeah. There is an insane amount of little details it's, in this it's movie. It's unbelievable. This is actually a very rewatchable movie. It's, I mean, it's one of those movies... I mean, if it is disturbing, that might give you pause to rewatch yeah. it. But just you know it's the sheer amount of detail mm-hmm. and the nooks and crannies. Like you could tell, yeah, this it definitely felt like something that took a very long time to make. Mm-hmm. And there's so much to look at in here that I could imagine you could watch this ten times in a row and see something you did not see before. Yeah, um full disclosure, we we did restart the movie. We watched it maybe five minutes. We restarted it. We we started watching it late in the evening when the sun was still out. Yeah. And there was so there was sunlight coming through the windows. And this movie is so dark. And so detailed. <clears throat> that if you put that if a little bit of sunlight hits this shit, like it's very hard to tell what's going on. Yeah. So we, it would be cool. It would have been cool to watch this in the theater. Would have been so cool in the theater. It's on shutter though. Maybe someday it will be at the bell court late at night or something. We Seems can go. like this feels like a, a sleeper cult hit. Totally. That would show up at your art house theater playing at 11 at night. Oh, for sure. But even just within that, like restarting those five minutes, 
even immediately I was like, oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. I didn't even know that was Same. happening. It was, it, it's very cool. I would definitely rewatch it again. I, I think because I'd be more prepared for how gross it's going to be, it wouldn't shock me because I've seen it. But it would let would let us like see all those details because there were moments where I was just like ah ah the whole time, grossed out when I'm sure there was like something in the left corner of the screen that like needed my attention. I'm gonna let my bald head fly. Okay. <laughs> I would offer to wear it, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so then, uh, he cleans up the room, and the reason he's cleaning up the room, we find out, is because the wraith plague doctor is coming with the baby. Yeah. And then not I, literally coming, like no. he's presenting the baby. Okay, coming into the laboratory. You never know. This movie's fucked Arriving up. Arriving at we got to clarify. Is this is true. Arriving <laughs> at the laboratory, there were a few moments where I thought I was seeing sex happen, but I was never positive. You know what I mean? Like there were a few moments where it could have been, but I was I never made positive. it seem it like never... this is full of sexual shit, but it's really not. It really wasn't. And you also said something about big dicks. I don't remember seeing big dicks. I you, remember you seeing big just, boobs, big asses, big bellies. You could see genitalia like the same way. It like the same way you might see an elephant with a boner if you're on a safari. Oh, okay, sure. That may have been uh, a pe- terrible people are naked, uh, they're naked. metaphor. Uh, it was, but it's okay. <laughs> um, if people are naked, they're naked, and they got balls and dicks imagine and stuff. an elephant's uh, erection. Well, they uh, don't. You're out in the Serengeti, and or don't do that. Yeah, I'd like to keep talking about the movie. So the <laughs> shows up with the baby, and then they do some alchemy. Yeah. Like, he puts the baby on this table, and we're like, aw, what are they going to do with the baby? And then, of course, they kill the baby. I wasn't like that at all. I was no. like, some fucked up shit's <laughs> going to like go down. Although I did think, like, were they going to turn the baby? Did Was the baby important? But he wasn't. When we so, say baby, and you might, if you haven't seen this, you might be imagining, like, oh, baby. It, it I was, said it looked like a grub. It was like a, it was like a, like a hairy turd with a screeching mouth. It That's, looked like... And it sounded like a baby. Like a fat caterpillar that sounded like a baby with, I think it had a baby's mouth. Or like a like a mouth with teeth and it stuff. Like, ar, ar, ar. It was creepy. Uh, it was creepy. I'm not trying to cuddle it. Although that nurse lady was like really holding it close. And when she, she seemed handed it over, bond with she it. went home and cried. It showed she her to go to and lay down with her bloody mask still on and shed one tear. Yeah, COVID. Totally COVID. Um, <laughs> and so that's the baby's name. Um, but the ba- they- yeah, they... <laughs> Unofficially, the baby's name is COVID-19. <laughs> and then the next one will be COVID-20 and then COVID-21 because they're just going to keep sending men yeah. down the hole. Um, so they do this weird thing where they turn him into goo and then they like heat it up and then they turn it into like glitter. And then the plague doctor throws the glitter into a wormhole. I don't know what happened then, but we got real cosmic and crazy, and I was like, we should be on mushrooms watching this movie. Yeah, I mean that would probably be at rec- that point. That would be a recommendation to, to well, uh, not for the beginning. It depends on your mental state. You'll know what kind of person you are. Yeah. Um, you probably shouldn't take hallucinogens if you have any kind of mental illness. I heard that's a bad idea. Yeah, no, don't. But, do but it. if you're fine, and that's yeah, and you're made of stern stuff, yeah, hit some up. Uh, and check out Mad God. I I would like to put a huge asterisk on that and say I'm only talking about the scene where the dust goes into space. I am not talking about the beginning part because I think I think that would totally fuck someone up. But yeah. yeah, there's all this like beautiful like, and then it appears this. I would love to know if you think that this is what happened because oh, yeah yeah Go I ahead. don't know. But so he takes these particles of the baby and like throws them into this like portal that seems to have opened and then we kind of go through space and then there's 
you eventually see all these like little tiny babies in like pods or like you know sacks and then it's like they get injected into a planet and then up from the planet springs an entire city that then has like a antenna at the top but then as soon as that city is created it, it explodes the, the bomb goes the off the bomb goes off i think what it's doing right every it's just showing that everything's getting destroyed and rebuilt over and over and over again yeah so it, even though the bomb cycle. goes off <gasps> So I didn't when you're that. so when you're going into so when you initially see the character going down 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 yeah you're seeing like the waste that have been exploded and remade top, over and top, over on again on top on top and like there's a one point where it's a giant alien skull I forgot but about it's just, that it's just the earth being like reformed life is coming back and it's being destroyed over and over and over again so he succeeded how that times out with like. But it's just everything gets again. destroyed and built, and then the bomb goes off. That order seemed a little strange. I do think it was just kind of telling you very quickly because do you remember right before the plague doctor came, the creepy lab man was looking out a telescope? Yeah. And he saw a huge explosion. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But. I do get that now. Like, I get that, that it's like this never-ending cycle because the last thing you do see is the god-man, again, like, kind of looking down in the hole. Yeah. He's not sending anybody yet, but he's looking down in the hole. So it's like he's planning for the next thing. And to me, it really seemed like... It really seemed like he... The reason I called him a god character is that he created this, but it's fucked up. So he keeps trying to destroy it and make it better, but it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And he's in this like terrible cycle of trying to be like, no, I can fix it because I made it, but it got bigger than him because he's not a god. Yeah. And he can't control it. Yeah. So I want to read now that we've gone through it all. Yeah. Are you going to read me what it's about? (laughs) I want to read the plot as listed. On Wikipedia. Okay. Did I do okay, though? Well, we'll see. I think we did just fine. Okay. I don't think there was necessarily a wrong answer. No, sure. A tall figure shrouded in a jacket and gas mask, credited as the assassin. Fair. Descends into a ruined hellish world via a diving bell. In his possession, the the assassin has a map and a suitcase. I I would remind you that aliens are, are, not aliens, angels are warriors. So, still makes sense. Uh, traveling through the underworld, the assassin account encounters many creatures mercilessly preyed upon by larger monsters. Eventually, mm. he reaches a city which is home to an army of faceless drones, apparently ruled by a monstrosity with filthy teeth and seared flesh who speaks in baby babble. Okay. So that implies that the baby sound the in the mouth is the rules that world. Okay. Deep within the city's bowels, the assassin discovers a mountain of suitcases just like his own. The assassin opens a suitcase, revealing a time bomb, which he places and prepares to set off. He fails to notice a creeping monster behind him, which then attacks and drags him away as the bomb's sticking hand Mm -hmm. appears unable to complete its circuit of the clock. We covered that. Totally true. The assassin is shackled to a table and stripped in front of a mass of spectators. A surgeon appears with a nurse, splits open the assassin's abdomen, and begins rummaging through his chest cavity. Mm-hmm. Jewelry and papers are pulled out, thrown to the floor. Eventually, the surgeon finds his goal, 
a strange infant larva-like creature that is waiting. The surgeon hands it to the nurse who carries it away. We're mm-hmm. on. We're on. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. The surgeon bores a hole in the assassin's head and hooks his brain to a television set. As the surgeon watches the television, the world is above is shown where the last man, that is the Alex Cox, He's what, the last man. what he is credited as, okay. the last man, okay. gives a map forged by, a gnar- by gnarled witches, remember the witches? Oh, yeah. To an assassin, because all those things are called assassins, apparently, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and sends him down in a diving bell, driving a motorcycle and then a jeep. The assassin follows the map through a munitions depot, a graveyard, and a war zone before descending a spiral roadway. Back in the underworld, the nurse brings the infant to a ghostly floating creature who escorts the child to the alchem- alchemist's lair. I even said alchemy. The alchemist grinds the infant into liquid then alchemically transforms its remains into gold. This gold is then used to create a new cosmo, which undergoes the same cycle of evolution, civilization, and self-destruction as the previous one. In doing so, the clock on the assassin's bomb appears to somehow restart and complete its circuit. So that's pretty much... Yeah. But also, like... Do they need... And this is Wikipedia, too. No, 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 But I'm pretty sure the credited names are Um, probably pretty accurate. That makes sense. Two things. Um, Well, I lost the second one right then. Uh, I was going to say it, and you kept talking. Um, I'm just saying. I started talking, and you kept talking. Uh, And I forgot. Uh, But they didn't mention this in there. And Oh, I remembered. Okay, so it (coughs) seems as though they need the baby... That's inside the assassin to start the next world. Yeah. So if the assassin succeeds and blows himself up at the same time, then is it over? The baby. Is that what happened at the very end? Like, the, did they do like a whole other cycle and then they still blew up? Like for real? Is the last man like in heaven? Like a like a like a an elevated world beyond? Mm-hmm. Because everything blows up, but he kind of stays the same. Mm. And the thing inside it is like what's sought after because it's almost like a thing from this environment. And he does lower the assassins down from somewhere up above. But yeah. we don't really ever see. He's not attached to anything. There is a spaceship at one yeah, point. Yeah, he is attached what to if the he's big in the room. Spaceship? He's attached to the big room. Oh, you think that the spaceship we saw floating around? Maybe that's where when he it is. Pulled back on the cosmos is maybe where the uh, the last man. Maybe because he drops down from something that's obviously floating above the planet, whatever planet we're on. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's his spaceship. Because that was weird. I was like, alien spaceship, because it looked very much like 1950s flying saucer, which yeah. is cool. There was also this weird part where the alchemist. Um, he had like this, I guess you would say like a terrarium, but it was the only brightly colored thing in the entire movie. And it looked like a fucking acid trip. Like you went down and everything was like neon and there were these little creatures in there and he like feeds them some, I thought of this when you said larvae. Um, so he feeds them like some maggots or larvae or whatever, but then he like opens up this, uh, trap door to let them, a, a, a a monster. Another brightly colored, shiny monster in. And this fucked up thing happens where, like, these two little monsters that are eating together seem to be friends. But then, like, the creepy monster's coming, and these two little guys are talking, and creepy monster's coming, and this guy's like, boop! 
doesn't even tell this guy. This guy's just eating, and then the monster, like, gets him. Like, it's fucked up. You know who was, But he's, like, laughing, like, oh, ho, ho, this know, silly game. You know it was weird, like, when we got to that part, because the movie is so dark and dingy, mm-hmm. that when you get to the alchemist's little brightly colored terrarium, mm-hmm. that when you're in, in the terrarium and you're looking at all the bright colors, it felt very warm. Yes. And and then, so it almost, like, you let your guard down a little bit, because, like, oh, is something, like, happy about to happen? And it's like, no, not really. Yeah. Like, is there something joyous? No, it's still torture. (laughs) It's just, just, like, prettier torture. It's just prettier torture. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Now, it said that uh, Paul, Mr. Tippett, was working on this for, like, 30 years. Let me put my face back on. Okay. We're almost done, though, right? So you're yes. not going to have a heat stroke? Okay. Now, Paul Tippett had been working on this for 30 years. Yeah. So it started around, uh, so based on the timeline there, it started in like the early 90s. Because when did this come out? This uh, this came out in parts, apparently, in short films oh. going back to like 2015. Oh, wow. Okay. And it premiered at a film festival in 2021 and came out more into a mass release Last summer in 2020. Okay, but yeah, 2021. So yeah, like 90 probably he started. So if you think about all the imagery, like I was talking about tool videos. Yeah. And that Kant spiral, that's like like a Nine Inch Nails album cover practically, you know? Mm. Like there was some certain kind of dark industrial type imagery yes. that yes. was actually not completely uncommon in the 90s. Oh, no, totally. I think that's why it also made me think of City of Lost Children. I Yeah. And, you know, maybe like your other, like, sci-fi, cyberpunky kind of fair mm-hmm. that came out in that time. Mm-hmm. But looks better than all of that because it's, like, intense, layered, ultra-detailed stop yes. motion. But in a sense, this does seem, this does feel like kind of a movie of that time. Mm-hmm. Like, if this movie was completed and done by the time we were in college... We would have passed this shit yeah, around. Yeah, we would have been obsessed with this like thing. Like crazy. Yeah, hell yeah. And I'm not sure how other kids would see it, but it does, you know, in terms of aesthetic, mm-hmm. it does harken back to kind of a specific time where these kind of things were, like that dark aesthetic was a little more popular. Okay, this might be far reaching, so go with me. The other thing I thought of when we were watching this was Baraka. Bar- oh, the... The just the movie just images, images movie. and things. And I think it's because of what you were just saying. Like, that was the kind of movie that we were passing around at the time. And it was like, you'd go over to someone's house and you'd be like, have you seen this yet? And they'd be like, no. And so you just put it on. Like, it was just always on. And I think that this would have been one of those things where it's truly like, you get a new friend and you're like, have you seen this? Yeah. Have you seen Mad God? Yeah. Like, take it home with you or let's turn it on right now or whatever. Like, it would have happened. Like, if this was in a, like a $5 bin... At a, at a Hollywood video in 2001 oh, yeah. next to Morvern Calaire and fucking... I don't even know what that is. Gummo. Gummo, Samantha though. Morton yes. vehicle from back in the day. Oh. Uh, and maybe a copy of uh, Jesus's Son. Oh, yeah. Or <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what like early 2000s like $5 video fare in a big bin we looked through. Love uh, Liza. Yeah, like a later, like a, like a, a slightly... Uh, late 90s uh, John Waters movie like a Cecil B. Demented or some shit yeah, like that. Pecker. Yeah, Pecker. Would definitely, <laughs> Pecker would definitely Pecker been would in be. there. But this movie kind of made me feel like it would have been that kind of a yeah. movie 
And we definitely would have, like, plucked that shit out. Totally. And, um, but yeah, um, so a very meticulous movie. Yeah. And, you know, there's some things that seem up for interpretation. A lot of it just seems to be the twisted imagination of a director. The creatures and the monsters and... And with so much detail, like we said, you could probably watch this multiple times and mm-hmm. see something different. But uh, but now we, you know, for whatever reason, just for our own shits and giggles, we judge the movie. Yes, we judge the movies. You're going to give this one through five. You're going to hump this one through five times. Ugh. And then I'm going to. Maybe you should hump it first. Then I'm going to hump it. <laughs> One through five times. <laughs> you seem a little excited. Why don't you go first? Okay. Okay. And you can take your mask off. <laughs> you got to respect the tour de force process mm-hmm. of the animation and the stop motion nature yes. of it. Uh, it is executed at a very, very high level. And as much as you might think this is a fucked up movie, and it is, you can't deny how well executed this shit is. Yep. And it is, and that's kind of what it is, right? Yeah. It's that's the the aspect of it that pulls you in, just to see Paul Tippett's just imagination run fucking wild. Is there some grandiose story? Maybe there is something that is like a metaphor for the way life is. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a little cynical. I mean, it certainly comes off that way. Sure. But but boy, is it something to behold. Definitely. And um, I saw on our little, you know, when you look on our little fire stick and we see where it's playing and you see the ratings. Mm-hmm. It felt, and I noticed that, you know, it'll be like, uh, this movie averages a total of uh, so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that Mad God was about 6.8 average. Really? I felt like that's too low. That's way too low. That's too low. This and is on Shudder, by the way, if you do want to watch it. It's a Shudder original, so. And if you're looking for something particularly story-rich, this isn't where you're going to go. Mm. You're, this is this is just to to look at, you have to be able to appreciate this. Mm-hmm. And if you can sit through this and you don't sit there and think of all the intense work and detail and like decades that went into making this, then you're maybe you're not really like consider you're not really pulling in the uh, the context yeah. of actually what makes this different and special. Yep. And in watching this, it almost seemed like something over another time. But it's also something that you don't see right. nowadays. And I can't I can't imagine you'll ever see anything like this no. again. No, I don't I don't think anyone now unless this inspires someone. Yeah. You know, that's really the only way something like that's gonna happen. Is if someone sees this and becomes obsessed with like learning how to do it the way he did, that's the only way we get another one of these. Because now it's too easy to just Learn a computer program, it's, which is fine, yeah. and it takes talent. But this is like decades of toil. Like this is so much detailed, intricate work. And the fact that it kind of so, somehow it was the word anachronistic, something of the past, but also feels like beyond its own time yeah. now. Yeah, that's a kind of a hard balance to strike. Yeah, and it's uh. 
it is impressive nonetheless. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we talked about um, another really good animated movie that maybe isn't like popping off such a detailed plot is uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the yeah. classic animated movie. And there was just the the skill and time that it takes to execute that. Yep. And that's kind of what is the mark of really good animation. Mm -hmm. And this is also pretty much kind of in the same way, but in a completely different aesthetic totally. package. I mean, unlike anything. So, you know, I gave Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs like a four. Yeah. So... At least I'm giving this a four. But because of the stop motion nature and such an intense detail, mm -hmm. I'm going to give it a 4.25. Okay. 4.25. Okay. <laughs> um, this is one of those movies that I love even more now that we've discussed it. Right? Because we did go straight from watching it. We took, what, 20 minutes and then we started recording? We ate so beans. We ate some dinner. <laughs> and we ate some turnip greens. Turnip greens and beans and cornbread. We are in the South. Uh, and we love it. But. Better than what they were eating in this movie. We didn't talk about the movie at all, really. Although I will say that this is, it is so visually appealing, even when it's gross. That my brother walked downstairs for like one minute and he left because I don't think he wanted to see any of it. But the first thing he said when we came upstairs was, what movie what are, was what are, that? What were you watching? Where do I find it? Where is it? How do I get it? Like he he was immediately, and I can't remember what part he saw, but it was like, it didn't even matter because he just saw an image of it and went, whoa, that's something that needs to be seen. 4.5. Whoa. Thought you, I actually thought you would go higher than you did. I don't know. I was debating because I, it's obviously, I would not say it's perfect. I mean, it, it, what, our scores aren't that much far apart. No, I, no, 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 no. I don't even know why I was like, whoa. Well, I thought I was going to be maybe lower than you if I said that. But it's not, it's obviously not perfect Um, uh, to, like, to give it a five, right? Yeah. But so fucking good. You know, man. we say like it's not perfect. But, but what, isn't it? <laughs> but what is imperfect? Right. About it? Nothing. See, that's the problem. I'm over here sitting like, do I give it a four, four point five, or a five? Honestly, our rating thing should be the uh, the thing that people take the least seriously. Totally. Just come up with your own score. If you think it's perfect, I won't argue with you. If you didn't even like it, well, I might argue with you a little bit. Yeah. But I don't really care. Ultimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just take all this this in part with a grain of salt. We just like making fucking lists and shit. Yeah, so. we do. We like we like it's just, rating yeah, it, things. It really doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter to you. <laughs> the viewer. What our final score is. But I'd be willing to bet that if you are uh you like movies like we do, mm -hmm. th then I would be willing to bet that your score probably isn't too far off. Yeah. And I kind of gauge that, you know, like when I listen to other people talk about movies that they like, like or the, the people that I like to listen to talk about movies, we may not fall right on, mm. but, like, we're often in the vicinity. Totally. So, yeah. So, 4.25. This might be our highest rated movie so yeah, far. Yeah, I'm giving it a 4.5. So, that's an 8.75. Yep. So, that brings that us. A, that's an A, right? That is a. Where's my tears? Hold oh, on. Oh, no. 
Now I gotta pull this off so I can see the tears. <laughs> I'm not gonna pull anything up. Here, let me have the mask. Yeah. You fuck with the mask. I'm not gonna be able to see anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, 8.75 is A tier. Whoa. It's, is my mouth moving correctly? No. Like, well enough. You gotta, like, pop your jaw. Like, almost like you're, you're a cartoon character. Like this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Ah. I think this is our highest rated so far. 8.75 is A tier. A tier. And it does have... I can't remember what you gave Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I'll look it up here. Gotta pull up my goddamned. Let's see. You know, I don't. I think this is the highest one I've rated so yeah, far. Yeah, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, um, was eight point two five total. So yeah, might be a good litmus test to see if people appreciate some good detailed animation. Yep. So by throwing Mad God in front of them. And, um, yeah, bring the whole church around for this one. <laughs> Call the Sunday school. If you're a youth group leader, Dude. have the kids sit down and watch this, okay? <laughs> all right, we love you, and uh, death to all traitors. Death to all traitors! Thank you for listening to the Movie Humpers podcast. You can also watch video of our discussions over at the Movie Humpers YouTube channel, which is our main home. You can support us by subscribing and liking stuff over at our YouTube channel. Rating and reviewing our podcast, wherever that can be done, helps out as well. My Twitch handle is your very own Bob Sham. Twitch won't let me change it for two months. We hope to stream certain episodes live, and that will likely be the place. You can follow Movie Humpers over on Instagram. We keep it simple and straightforward over there. You can also check out my shitty Twitter account under the handle at Culture Rotter. Email us over at moviehumpers at gmail.com and tell us anything. Write us a story. I like emails. Not every email. Actually, most are terrible, but personable emails are always nice. Maybe I'll start an email list. That's all, folks. Thanks for listening. Death to all traitors.